if you look at any kind of successful artist or anything like that, there's a good five years of work before that that you don't see. It's only when it becomes relevant to you that you're like, oh, this must have just happened today. And it's like, no, it's not, not even the case. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzcast show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I'm your host, Travis Albritton, head of content over at Buzzsprout, and you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, what you'll hear are everyday podcasters, just like you, sharing personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. And in today's kickoff episode, I get to sit down and have a wonderful conversation with the co-host of the Got Till 5 wrestling podcast, Max Curtin. And it was cool because when Max was sharing his story, he started the podcast with his friend Jesse as a way of filling out his broadcasting portfolio to try and get a radio job. And in the process of having the podcast, ended up starting up a side hustle, helping other people either start or produce their own podcasts, and even got his partner uh, to start a podcast about something that she is passionate about. So just really cool hearing about how podcasting has impacted him uh, over the last year and a half or so. And I also just really appreciated his perspective when we talked about how to stay motivated when it's tempting to throw in the towel, something I know a lot of us wrestle with, where you're just in the grind trying to figure out how to continue to make podcast episodes when maybe you're not feeling it as much as you were when you first started. Now, Max has a great sense of humor, uh, something that you will notice immediately because this was his response when I asked him to share the origin story of his podcast. My superhero story. Yes. Where right. You, okay. you, your, your parents were shot down in a horrific <laughs> car crash somehow, but then you came back to be this vigilante hero. That's exactly how this podcast started. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the background right there. No, we, um, so it was kind of a case of me and my friend. It, it's a wrestling podcast, by the way. It's called Got Till Five. Um, and it was a case of me and my friend. We decided to get a podcast started. Um, we've been talking about it for ages and we've done loads of stuff in the past together, whether it be through music or, or radio, because my background is also in radio previously. Um, so, but I had a massive, gap in terms of my job um what's the best way to describe it M my overall employment in radio there, there was a good two three year gap where i had nothing and I, I got to a point where i was like i need to get back into radio but i've got such a gap i need to fill it somehow so the conversation that me me and jesse my co-host were having was let's start up a podcast and what do we know better than anyone professional wrestling so we decided to go to professional wrestling routes and realized there are thousands of them loads of them <laughs> so uh we tried to come up with like a different spin on it and we came up with so many ideas and when you do your research you go nope that one's taken nope that one's taken as well um so eventually we, we managed to settle on a top five and i know it's not groundbreaking in terms of an idea but no one else has done it so it kind of works in the wrestling realm of the podcast there's something to be said for just being unique, being the yes. only the only kind of thing that is out there. You got to go simple, because um, our logic was if if you look at a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, 
Um, and I'm not saying that it, it's a bad format, because obviously there's loads of very successful ones. Uh, but the format seems to be reviewing the weekly shows, reviewing the pay-per-views, and that's pretty much it. Um, but from our viewpoint, unless you're Steve Austin or Chris Jericho, does it really matter? In, in that? It sounds a bit mean to say it like that, but that, that was kind <laughs> of our approach to it. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to look at kind of the the memories of it and what we enjoy from wrestling. So we'll take a top five subject every fortnight and then we'll, uh, we'll recap on that. And so what's crazy to me is the statement when we decided to start a wrestling podcast, we realized there were hundreds of other wrestling podcasts. Yes. Cause it's not what you, it's not like how to grow your business. Well, yes, I would expect hundreds of how to start your business podcasts, a dime a dozen. But wrestling seems like such a like a niche, or yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I just have no idea anything <laughs> in the wrestling world, and it's hugely popular, and I'm just on the outside looking in. But I think it's really one of those things where yeah, like everyone's if you meet a wrestling fan, they're the most passionate fans you can meet in the world, you know, because it, it's something that they love, and it's you go into any kind of wrestling event or wrestling room, you could probably count, you know, eight out of 10 of these people have probably got a podcast as well. So, (laughs) you know, there's going to be loads of them, but you know, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got what they want to see from wrestling. And I think that's where a lot of them kind of grow from and start from. So I imagine with, with, I'll call it a rabid fan base, very passionate, devoted fan base. Um, Does that translate into, the kind of engagement that you get with your podcast listeners? Like what kind of interactions have you had with uh, people that listen to your podcast? Yeah, I think so. Because obviously what our subject is focusing on is, you know, these are our top five opinions. You know, if we're talking about uh, what was the last episode we did, top five betrayals. So betrayals in wrestling, you know, it's all very soap opera and storyline stuff and so dramatic um, that it's a case of we'll list our top fives. I'll have one, just so we'll have one. Um, secretly, our, our, our podcast is a top 10 and no one's noticed that yet. So <laughs> surprised that hasn't been brought up to people's attention. But we'll, we'll have uh, fans interact to be like, how can you put that at number three? You know, why didn't you include this in our list? You know, the thing I like about the interactions with the fans that we have is um, everyone's got their own opinion of what their favorite moment is and what they enjoyed most. So to kind of talk about those moments is is always really fun. Have you had any face-to-face interactions where like, you meet someone who listens to your podcast? Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Um, where a lot of shows, so, so I go to a lot of shows, obviously, um, and I do a fair bit of wrestling myself, and I, I help out with promotions uh, backstage and stuff. Um, so when I speak to people at shows and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm part of the Got Till Five podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've listened to you before. And then again, I'll get the, that episode where you mentioned that like China was number five. What were you thinking? She's clearly number <laughs> one. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, so so we get a lot of that aspect of it. Has there been any any stories of, of fans like writing into you, telling you about how your podcast is helped them or encouraged them or impacted them that really like really resonated with you or was like wow this this really reinforces that even though we're just two guys podcasting about something that we love that we're legitimately making a positive impact on someone yeah yeah there's two that definitely stand out there's um one message i got about a guy who has his um 
him and his son do a podcast. Um, I, I think they, it's another kind of wrestling based one, but it's from the son's perspective. So it's, um, quite a nice idea for that one. And it's a case of, um, we were talking about old wrestlers, uh, over here in England. We had World of Sport back in the seventies, which was all the, uh, giant haystacks. And, um, it was, it was really big over in this country back when like wrestling was popular in England. And we were talking about something on the podcast about Johnny Saint, who was a very, probably the most famous British wrestler at the time. And he sent us a message being like, I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. I listened to it with my son. And uh, it took me back to memories of when I used to watch World of Sport with my dad. And we used to watch Johnny Saint together on the TV. And he was just like, that was just a really nice kind of memory to bring back. And that was kind of like, a, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of sweet. Because as you say, we're just talking like we normally would um about wrestling so to get that kind of message i sometimes forget that people do listen and have connections to what we're kind of saying uh and then another one was one that jesse had where there's there's been a fan who who he's actually become quite close friends with and um they talk a lot and get a lot of interactions between each other and uh he was like do you want to go for a drink sometime and uh him and this guy went for a drink and the guy ended up telling him like you know, I've had a really rough couple of months, um, lots of like dark days coming in and that kind of stuff. But whenever I put on your podcast and I listen to you and Max talk about stuff, it just cheers me up instantly because it feels like I'm just part of the conversation. And, you know, you guys just talk about wrestling and I can go back and watch matches and stuff. So for someone to kind of be in a downward spiral and then go to us for help is odd is the best way to describe it it's great it's, it was a lovely feeling but it, it did add a new kind a weird kind of pressure on top of the podcasting aspect why do you why do you think you feel more pressure now um i feel like because you you do honestly sometimes like you see the numbers of people listening to podcasts and stuff and you're like okay great but it's just a number and then you forget about the people who are actually listening to it who are taking an hour and a half out of their day and you don't know what's going on in their life and stuff and they're, they're sitting and listening to, to what you have to say. And yeah, just, just the idea that someone's sitting there and they're like at wit's end and they're like, well, this, this might help. It's yeah, it's weird because you want to deliver. You want to keep helping. You don't want to kind of stagnate in any way. Yeah, it's a totally different experience when you actually meet the people that listen to your podcast. Because mm-hmm. and, and, and for me, the, the, I'll call these podcasting out-of-body experiences it's it's almost like i'm i'm pinching myself it's like is this act is my podcast actually having this kind of impact on people it's like how i can't even i can't make the connection i couldn't have made this up like it's yeah it's crazy how even just talking about things that you're passionate about and connecting with other people about what they're passionate about makes such a big difference yes yeah it's it's having that larger conversation on on a broader scale, isn't it? And just to, to have that interaction one on one makes all because we get emails and messages and stuff, and they're very sweet. But as you say, to actually have someone excited about what you're doing is weird, but very very cool. Yeah, especially because when you first start out and you have zero audience, it's like, all right, well, I hope eventually people start to listen to it, and maybe we'll get some feedback and. And yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you're talking into into a vacuum and, and you're just hoping something positive and reaffirming comes back 
to signal oh. that we should keep doing it. But yeah, yeah, we we were blown away. We we expected just our mothers and friend to listen. You know, <laughs> you're expecting to get those. Oh, three people have listened. Jesse's mum, my mum, and my best friend. Yep, that's great. But you know, when you start seeing the numbers go up, you go, hmm, there must be a glitch somewhere. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I want to uh, circle back for a second. Uh, at the beginning, you talked about how you had started in radio and had done some work in that, took a break from that, and the podcast was kind of uh, almost like a validation to see, should do I have what it takes to continue in this career path or to kind of bridge the gap to hopefully another radio job? Uh, tell me yeah. a, bit, a little bit about that decision process because it sounds almost like you had a... Uh, like an all or nothing kind of moment in time where there was a lot hinging on this decision to start a podcast other than just, oh, well, let's start a podcast. Yeah, completely. So uh, as I mentioned, my background at university, I did broadcast journalism because I had a passion for radio um, to begin with. Um, I remember Loveline was like the first thing that properly got me interested in radio. Um, which is a weird thing to kind of get you first passionate about radio. But like when I was 14, 15, Loveline was just like the go-to. And I was like, I want to do that. That's the job I want to do. So I went to university and I did broadcast journalism with the focus of getting into radio. And uh, we did like a couple of, we did student radio for like three years at that point. And then I used to do like the news bulletins um, for, for other local stations in the area. Um, and then after university, I carried on with that and I did some more news presenting um, at other various stations and then eventually got my own two hour slot, which turned into a drive time slot, which was a very cool moment for myself. Um, and that continued for a while. Unfortunately, at that point, I then, not unfortunately, I moved to Canada. I can't say unfortunately at that point. Moved to Canada, and it wasn't <laughs> logistically possible for me to kind of continue it. Like, I did a couple of episodes where I'd, like, record remotely and stuff, but it just wasn't kind of working. Um, so then I went back to doing just, like, news reporting, that kind of thing, an aspect. Um, and then when I eventually came back to England, it was kind of a case of... Um, I just didn't pursue going back into it. I needed to make money quick and I needed like substantial money. So I just started taking office jobs and, and I stayed in office jobs for a, for a good number of years. And then it, it always kind of lingered at the back of my head. Like you want to be in radio, you want to be in radio, you want to do this. Um, and it's not even just like presenting, like I, I enjoy talking and interacting and stuff. Um, Cause I never shut up, but which is one thing you'll have to stop me at. Um, <laughs> So it's kind of a case, but I love the production aspect as well, like um, production of editing and the behind the scenes stuff fascinates me more than anything. Uh, so that was something else in the back of my head that I wanted to do. Uh, and then it got to a point where I was just doing this office job and it was like, I became a manager and then I moved again and then I took this like, not great, call center deal job and... Um, and I, I was sitting there for like six months just doing this cool, cool center job. And you're right, I did have this kind of all, all or nothing snap moment. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so I started the podcast while I was still there. Um, and then I ended up losing that job eventually. And I, I just focused all my time into, you know, getting a production job or getting a radio job. And for the past three months, I've been 
freelancing quite successfully um, on top of this. So the podcast has obviously taken off and doing well and stuff, but it's also given the opportunity to help other podcasts with like editing and uh, formatting and, and uh, interview editing, things of that nature. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, currently applying for, for more and more kind of production jobs. Fingers crossed that it kind of takes off. But uh, having this podcast as like part of my audio demo and audio reel has, has been fantastic as like an extra boost. So talk to me about that period where you first started, where you said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for this. We're going to start this podcast and, and this is going to kind of help me help point and reorient myself in the direction of where I want to take my career. Did your podcast just take off and soar into the into the no. elevated reaches of the Apple Podcast Top 200? Or God did it no. take some time? No. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Um, it, it was a hard slug. And, and Jesse didn't really understand why I wanted to do this podcast. He thought, oh, yeah, this would just be fun, us hanging out and doing it. Um, because it's some we've always worked well together. We've got a very natural rapport. Um, whenever I used to have him guest on like radio shows and stuff, it just always worked. Um, but for me, for those first couple of episodes, well, not just those. We're at episode forty-three now, and I'm still taking it as seriously now as I did then. And it was kind of a case of I just got to make this work. Um, there, there's no question about it. So from the get-go, I was like, we've got to have intro music, we've got to have format, we've got to have layout, microphones have got to be on point. Don't listen to our first episode because microphones aren't on point, <laughs> layout is not on point. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, it's just been a learning process because like, even with radio experience and stuff, my podcast knowledge wasn't you know, massive. Like I, I know roughly how it kind of all kind of works, but it was still an experiment and whether it would work or not. Um, and yeah, a couple of people listened to the first episode, a couple more people the second, and then it just kind of grew and grew. And then Twitter, we saw a, a big boom in and a big interaction from that aspect. And um, yeah, it, it it was not difficult to keep going. I, I just kept pushing it. And luckily, because we saw the results happening, it was easier to do that. I feel like if it had been a complete flop, and as I mentioned before, three people had just consistently listened... It's difficult to say whether we'd be on episode forty-two now. I think that's real. I th- no, I think that's that's totally legitimate, and I think a lot of a lot of podcasts die out quickly because uh, you don't have the right expectations, right? It's not necessarily that you have a bad podcast or that it doesn't have potential, mm. but if you're expecting to like be this flash in a pan and thousands of people listening to your show immediately, yeah. it's it can it can almost feel soul crushing in the in the yes. sense of like you start to seek validation personally in your identity based on how successful your podcast is based on some arbitrary metric right yes yeah that completely it, <laughs> and and it's me and Jesse speak about this quite a bit um if you look at any successful musician or anyone who's had kind of successful stuff, they very re- like, obviously it does happen. There are podcasts that released the first episode and everyone's like, Oh, this is amazing. Let's go on it. Um, but if you look at any kind of successful artist or anything like that, there's a good five years of work before that, that you don't see. It's only when it becomes relevant to you that you're like, Oh, this must've just happened today. And it's like, no, it's not, not even the case. 
And uh, one statistic that I haven't fact-checked, this could just be Jesse making stuff up, but when we did our year anniversary um, podcast episode, which was in September, uh, he said that uh, 95% of podcasts don't even make it to their first year um, or and now have a better chance of being successful. Don't know how true that is. People can correct me later, but uh, <laughs> sounded about right. So you mentioned that you have started recently helping other people with their podcasts. Tell me about maybe the first person that reached out to you and what that interaction was like and kind of how this side hustle started. (laughs) Side hustle, I like that. Um, Yeah, it it was kind of a case of uh, mainly the first one was me reaching out to them. So again, looking for freelance work. And uh, this notification came up of a guy being like, hey, uh, I need help um, editing interviews because I've got so many and and I just don't know if I'm doing a good enough job on them and I said you know let me have a crack at it let's have a look um and he sent me them through and he was like what what was the first one it was an hour and a half and he wanted it down to like 30 minutes but make it sound clean and I was just like okay cool let's (laughs) let's give this a go uh managed to do it I think there's like one bit which I could have made better but uh, to cut out that much audio but still make it succinct and like uh like a story is not an easy process to do um and I think that was kind of a trip for me that people were kind of trusting me with their I wouldn't trust any like I'm sure there's vet there's way more capable people out there than me I would not trust them with my content because does that sound selfish? Because like no, I know how I want it to sound. Mm-hmm. I know what I want, and you know, I, I just couldn't imagine someone else editing it. It's like, why did you take that bit out, or why did you do that? You know, so that aspect I don't really get. Um, but yeah, it's been great helping him, and I've been learning a lot from him as well. Because his his background is like the podcast focuses on, um, as you mentioned before, business, um, how, business growth. You know. Now, there's a dime a dozen podcasts, <laughs> but, but his is really fascinating because you get some really cool like CEOs and head of um, industry people. Um, so doing those interviews has been really fun to kind of just review and learn stuff from it. Uh, and then a couple of other people have started reaching out just with like their beginner podcasts. And I've just been helping them get set up with the first couple of episodes, doing episode cutting and just um, also making couple of drops for them as well um like intros and uh middles and outros and stuff which which is another kind of fun skill i've picked up from podcasting so uh yeah that, that's been a lot of fun as well and how does it feel i mean i know how it feels to me but i'm curious your answer how does it feel when you're able to basically teach someone something that you've learned or picked up and you start to see like these light bulbs start to come on where you start to yeah. see someone really start to get it and really get excited and see that maybe they put their first episode out there and, and like it exceeds their expectations and just the satisfaction of helping someone else realize how awesome podcasting is. Like, what does that feel like to you? Well, my favorite example of that is an extension of what we've done with Got Till Five. And this has happened in the past two weeks, two, three weeks. Um, we've set up a kind of partner podcast attached to us called Game Till 5, which focuses on video games um, in the same format. And it, it's done by my partner and her friend. And they, they just kind of got curious about podcasting. And they were like, so so what's it about? How does it all kind of work? Because uh, they wanted to get into some aspect, whether it be kind of like, you know, when they do the Twitch streams and all that kind of stuff, but they wanted to do the, the kind of podcasting route. And 
to kind of sit there and show them and I remember after the first episode was done the excitement to do the second one was such a cool thing to see because it was like oh I get why you spend hours doing this now and you know focusing on this constantly it's like let's do more and uh, my partner she really got into it before we came on she was editing her last episode and like constantly just going through it um, and yeah to, to kind of show her the base skills of what I have for editing um, and then see her kind of do it and enjoy doing it is a really cool thing because it's nice to kind of share your passions and when people kind of get it and go oh that's why you like that then then that's a really cool feeling yeah it's been so so recently um i worked with albin who also uh does marketing here at buzzsprout and we released the what was the first buzzsprout podcast how to start a podcast and it it was just so cool reading emails from people writing in or commenting in the facebook like talking about what they learned or how it gave them the confidence to really pull the trigger and go for it or, you know, whatever it is, just that us putting together that resource to walk them through the steps to, to take an idea that I could be a podcaster and turn that into a reality where they have a living, breathing podcast and you say, just type my name into an app on your phone and my show will show up. Like, <laughs> that is just so cool. I, I love it. I love, I love uh, getting to do that. It's true, and and I love that concept that you guys put out there in terms of... Because whenever you research how to do a podcast, it's always written down and all of this, but to have the kind of audio description of how to do it just makes sense. You know, this is what it should be sounding like. This is a format. It, it just makes a lot more sense. So, yeah, I think I think the work that you guys have been doing has been brilliant. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's always, not, okay. it's always nice to hear... <laughs> pleasant compliments the internet is not a friendly place so not kind it's not a kind place <laughs> luckily we don't have a youtube channel yet that's youtube and reddit are is where you find re- really the yeah we'll, we'll move on we'll move on <laughs> uh, so so looking back uh is there anything that you would have changed since you started your podcast was it a year ago S- september yeah a year ago september so what are we in now De- december that's going quick um yeah, it, it's difficult to kind of say because, like, without the mistakes that we made and without the stuff we did, would we have kind of got to the, the point we did? Obviously, I would have liked crisper audio from the start. I would have liked um, our branding to be in point because this is something that I messed up on straight away. Um, I named the podcast the wrong thing. So for the first <laughs> four episodes, we're called completely the wrong podcast. Um, I was I was editing together this like audio drop, and we were always going to be got till five. The conversation was we're going to be got till five from the get go. I was editing this like promo that this wrestler did, and uh, he he kept saying the five count. And, you know, you've got until the five count. And I kept editing this into like this intro and stuff, and I must have spent like an hour doing it, making it sound good and stuff. And so I heard the five count probably about five hundred times at this point, and then I was like, okay, time to set the socials and all the pages and stuff, and I just started typing five count saved everything as the five count and it took like three episodes in for us to rebrand and go that was my bad so <laughs> that's definitely um i would definitely change from the get-go um and yeah m- microphones are extremely important so microphone would have been a, a major one also how we recorded now now we record with kind of a mixer uh, a virtual mixer and um do it from that aspect and and like layered recordings but before we were using like when you do the the voip uh, uh, website and stuff Mm -hmm. and the quality like yeah they're convenient but the quality just really 
hinders it um to begin with uh especially the one we were using like i know you can make it work and make it sound great but yeah that's definitely one thing i changed from the get-go so you guys do uh long distance online recording when you do your episodes together we do yeah so i'm based down in brighton which is the south of england and jesse's in Cheltenham, which is the middle of england um and yeah so so we do it um virtually which is was was another interesting challenge to try and figure out how that all works as well it's just one more thing you got to figure out right it's like yeah right how to, exactly. how, how to make it sound like you're in the same room when you're not in the same yes. room so yeah so how did you start out when what kind of microphones were you using when you first launched your podcast um whatever was 20 pounds on amazon <laughs> so that was usb plug-in um uh, it wasn't a bad microphone it, it, it just wasn't great uh jesse had another one but then jesse had issues where his computer ended up breaking and uh he was too cheap to get it fixed we just used his phone and i was like stop using your phone like, <laughs> please stop using it. it it didn't sound bad but it, it didn't sound great so I eventually told him about this microphone. I was like, okay, if you're not getting a laptop, there's a microphone you can get that you can plug into your audio jack and at least that will make it sound passable. So he's had that. And um, recently we've um, got a new sponsor called Monkey Banana, which is the microphone you're seeing here. And they've been kind enough to provide us mics. So that was uh, another cool moment where you got sent a microphone for talking you know yeah it, it was another it was another weird little milestone which i hadn't really planned for and now to kind of have a proper professional microphone um was, was very cool but uh yeah started with a 20 pound amazon one and here and here we are here we are now you now you have a sp- how does that feel to have a, to have a sponsor did you reach out to them did they reach out to you how did that work uh, we reached out to them, so it, it's someone that because Je- Jesse works in the music industry, okay, um, and he he was at this kind of promotional event, and he was talking to them about the podcast, and then I think it was like a mutual conversation of you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours, kind of deal. Um, so we've got their advert on on our website, and we also do like the typical thirty second drop at the start of an episode, and they were like, that sounds great. We'll send you some mics, um, some of our higher mics to kind of use and, and talk with. And that'd be great. So yeah, that's kind of how that came about. But again, not something I really planned for, really. Yeah, it's cool how when you first start a podcast, you have like an idea of what you think it'll become, or maybe what you hope it'll become. And then it very rarely is what you expect it to be. Um, Yes. So like, I remember one time I, I decided, you know, I'm going to do a daily podcast because Ooh, that will accept brave. that will, yes <laughs> i was very ambitious and uh and and i've i've made several several podcasting mistakes that looking back i'm like wow uh i was very ignorant i didn't know what i was doing so like my first <laughs> my first podcast was like an investigative journalism documentary about my life and so it was nice. like is very story heavy i probably spent 25 hours editing every 20 minute episode like it was a lot for your first podcast where if somebody had given me some advice, I would have just picked up a phone and called somebody interesting. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so I started this daily podcast thinking like, oh, it's going to be this awesome thing. And then quickly realized this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work mm-hmm. trying to do every single day. Um, but then you, you start to, to figure out things, little things, little hacks that you can do to kind of save time or, yeah. uh, you know, I've really become a fan of using templates for literally everything. 
you know, spend two hours getting the template locked in and then it's 30 seconds from here on out. Um, yeah. What, ki- what kind of hacks or uh, tips or tricks have you picked up that have helped you during your podcasting flow with either prepping for the episodes or uh, recording them or editing them afterwards? Like what kind of things have you picked up that have helped you uh, kind of streamline your workflow? Yeah, so so prep wise from from a note aspect, that was always kind of a area that I was on point with where I wanted to make note because top five it's easy to forget certain moments or certain memories of why that's important. Uh, exactly the same when we started recording, the, the editing process used to be so okay. Let's record this and then let's you know um, edit each track individually to make it sound good and then let's cut into drops afterwards. And it, it just took forever, like. I'd want to have it released the next day, so I'd be up all night trying to trying to get it fixed. Now that I've kind of gone the the virtual mixer route, you know, um, you're dropping the the audio drops in straight away. You're doing any crossover sounds. You're doing intros right there and then. And it's it, I edit within under an hour easily, you know, for for me to be kind of happy with it because I'm a bit of a stickler for stuff to sound good. Um, but yeah, so. That, that was kind of like my biggest turning point was getting the virtual mixer in there um, so that I could have just drops going straight away. You know, didn't have to do that post. Um, also making sure that levels are set straight away because the problem when you just record with, with nothing, you know, Jesse could be way high, I could be really low or, or vice versa. And then it was only when I used to import to edit that I could go, oh yeah, that's going to take a while to, to fix. So <laughs> to kind of visually see it as you're going just saves so much time. And you know, it's not like I'm splashing out money to make life easier. These were free products online that, that just made life simpler. Um, and, and again, going back to what you wish you knew at the start, that's that's definitely one that I could kind of have there. Um so now it's just kind of streamlined and edited. As I mentioned, um, my partner's podcast, watching her, I'm being a bit mean. I'm letting her kind of see the same mistakes I had and like the struggles of getting audio to match up and making the sound right, which is a bit mean. But if I had to go through it, she should too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like letting her fall off the bicycle exactly. over and over again until she learns to balance. Yeah. <laughs> some tough luck so, there yeah <laughs> right so you, you, you gotta be sometimes um yeah i just think it's um the easier you make it the more enjoyable it is because it should be just a case of show up record and then we're good to go because i i do complain about it sometimes because i i do pretty much everything related to the podcast the editing the promotion all of it um it's just jesse's not jesse's bag he likes talking and he likes as he as he calls himself the star of the show, that that's what he likes to be. So uh, we just let the star do what the star does. Um, and sometimes I complain. I'm like, oh, you know, this is just way too much work. But it's the whole reason I started, and it's what what I love doing. So I quickly snap out of that mood pretty quick. Is that something that you uh, are pretty good at? Because I know it's it can get uh, what's the right word for it? Bleak and morose. And, and just, like, it could just feel really overwhelming and depressing, like, sitting in front of your computer, editing that audio clip over and over and over again yeah, to put out yeah, this podcast definitely. tomorrow that you've promised your listeners is coming. Um, <laughs> every podcaster goes through that, that trough of sorrow. So uh, have you become pretty good at flipping that switch and 
remembering like, okay, this is why I started. This is why I'm passionate about it to kind of get yourself psyched back up and, and inspired to keep going. Yeah, normally every time. I think it's literally just a starting point. You go, oh, I've got to, you know, trudge through this audio. The minute I load it up and I start playing around with it, I'm like, yep, this is great. Loving this. This is fantastic. Um, I, I think it's just when when you know you've got to do it, and especially recently with taking on these other podcasts and helping with those edits, I go, I've got three interviews to edit. I've got our podcast to edit. I've got another podcast. It's like, where do I, you know, find the time to do it? And then I go, this is exactly what I wanted six months ago when I had nothing in terms of, you know, no audio editing, no podcasting, nothing going on. This is what I wanted and now I have it. And I go, this is sweet. This is cool. This is exactly where I want to be. So, yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Living the dream, my friend. Living the dream. Exactly. So, so since you uh, moved back to the UK, you started the podcast, um, how would you say that you've grown personally? as a result of getting into podcasting. And I'm, I'm actually really curious about your answer because radio is kind of like, I don't know, like the first cousin of podcasting in a sense. They're like semi-related, yeah. but really have some unique quirks um, between the two of them. So, so I'm curious, like how have you seen yourself grow personally as a result of doing Got Till Five? Yeah, I think... Um Obviously, my passion's grown a lot more for podcasting. I'm like, ooh, if maybe I can make... Because the first goal was like, let's just use this podcast in my lucky to get a real job in radio. Because radio is real talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be hunted by every podcaster for that sentence. Um, but since then, I've obviously gone, no, podcasting's the future. And this is where I want to kind of end up having a paid, lengthy career in. Because it, it's fantastic. There, there's so many aspects of it that you just don't understand until you start doing it and you see the depth to it. Um, so I think, like, my appreciation of podcasting has grown. In, in terms of, like, for myself, it, it's, it's, it's a difficult question to kind of answer because internally, obviously, I'm the same person. You know, I've not had a come-to-Jesus moment with podcasting, but it's been a case of... Um, it's just been really enjoyable for me and it's been really as we mentioned previously to kind of give something to people that they enjoy listening to and something that they can relate to is very cool and also the opportunities that it's kind of given me to go do interviews with people in the industry and go and talk to people about what I'm passionate about has given me kind of the the drive to to keep going and to go okay maybe this isn't a stupid venture that I'm going on that's got a dead end to it maybe this is something that if i keep going can lead to somewhere promising for where i want to be so I, i'm hoping i've grown in the sense of my perseverance and commitment to succeed which sounds selfish in terms of like a how have you grown kind of deal but in all honesty i started this podcast for selfish reasons so i'm going to get selfish gains from it you know <laughs> so th i think that's it, it it's I have had a very strong tendency in the past to be quite lazy and very like, eh, you know, oh, it didn't work out. Oh, well, I won't put that much time into it. But I very much like I want this to succeed and I want it to keep succeeding. What do you think, uh, as in as much as you can predict the future, what do you think the future holds for your current podcast and then just podcasting in general for you? Ooh, no idea, but I'm, I have hopes. No idea what's going to happen, but I have hopes of what will happen. So <laughs> podcasting is something that I'd, I'd love to continue in. And as I say, if, if there's a career in it for me, I'd be over the moon to, to kind of, you know, 
get paid from this on a consistent level and just continue going forward. Uh, it's actually ironic that I've ended up in podcasting because when I did my dissertation at university, my dissertation was how will future technology change um, the landscape of radio? And one major section I talk about was podcasting and a lot of the research aspect was around podcasting. So it is kind of weird that I have ended up after that dissertation doing it. Um, so for me, obviously, whole reason it started, career, that's that's goal number one. Uh, in terms of Got Till 5, I just wanted to keep growing and keep having fun with it. We, we've had so many uh, interviews with people that I didn't expect to have chats with. You know, we're, we're quite embedded in the British independent scene now. We've interviewed lots of cool up-and-coming wrestlers, lots of great promoters. Um, so that aspect has been really cool as well. And, I, and I'd love to talk to, to more people about it. And obviously, there's the, the whole idea of going to bigger events so we is obviously the the big grandeur place to end up so to end up doing any kind of promotional work for them for for any of their events would be would be a trip uh to kind of get out of it so i think that would be the the one that would blow my mind the most if that was pulled off yeah it's it's cool to dream about uh you know the opportunities and the the, the doors that get to open as a result, mm-hmm. po- result of podcasting, getting to talk to people that you normally would have no business talking to, but because you have a yeah. platform, they're like, oh yeah, no, I would love to come on and, and talk to your audience and, 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 and just have a chat with you. Um, it, is, it is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, because we never even um, considered interviewing as a part of our podcast when we started it, it wasn't a goal of mine to oh eventually we'll get people on for interview until just one guy in the states got in contact and he was like hey can i be on your podcast and it was like hmm yes you can <laughs> let's give this a go and then from there i kind of got a taste for it and i was like yeah this is a great idea let's do more of this so yeah if he hadn't contacted probably wouldn't have looked that route very cool well it's been a lot of fun uh having you on uh, i really appreciate your willingness to share your willingness to be vulnerable and just to 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 i think the the biggest thing that i have taken away is just always remembering why you started and because it's easy to get distracted it's easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day grind of producing a podcast um, balancing the rest of your life but just always coming back to why you started and what drives you and what inspires you Um, because at the end of the day podcasting should be something that you enjoy doing um, you shouldn't feel enslaved to your podcast or feel like your podcast controls or owns your life. So I think, yeah, I think that was a, a great, a great insight. Yeah, and I, f- and I think that's the thing people need to remember why they started their podcast. They started because they're passionate about a subject and stuff, and it really is just perseverance. You know, if you enjoy doing it, who cares if ten people listen or ten thousand people listen? Um, I'd, I'd be happy with either. Um, at the end of the day, so just to be able to talk about what I'm interested in, but also get something out of it is so cool. And I'm big up to you guys. Like I know I've mentioned in the podcast um, episode previously, but when, when I joined Buzzsprout to kind of like host on it, the community is absolutely insane. It, it's so supportive and so cool. So, and the fact that you're doing this podcast to kind of inspire people and keep people going, I think it's awesome. It's really cool. Thanks Max. I appreciate it. He's blushing now. <laughs> yeah, that's that happens when you're when you're you have nice lights on your face and you're very white because <laughs> it's the winter in Florida. Um, 
last question for you. So if you could go, if you could time travel and go back in time to when you first started your podcast and you could only give yourself one piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? Don't do it. No. Um, <laughs> I would say <laughs> one piece of advice. Okay. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Because you're like, do you not go to podcast route and be like, invest in Bitcoin and, you know. <laughs> podcast related. Got ti- related, oh, related to your podcast. Yeah, not the winning. Bit of a waste of time travel, isn't it? <laughs> not the winning but, lotto okay. tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try and pepper them in with my advice to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would just say, enjoy it. You know, get a better microphone straight away. Give myself a slap around the head for that one and be like, get a better microphone. Um but also just enjoy it, you know, remember why you started it, why you want to continue it and just keep plugging away at it because um, you don't know where it's going to go and it, you don't know the kind of cool people you're going to meet down the road. So I, I think that's the best advice I, I, I would give myself in all honesty. Thanks again to Max for jumping on to podcasting in real life with me. I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation and learn something or maybe took a nugget that you can implement in your podcast or in your workflow or in your life to help you get over the hump, continue to put out quality content and serve your audience. Now, if you happen to be a diehard wrestling fan or just enjoy listening to sports comedy podcasts, make sure to go and check out Max's podcast, Got Till 5, over at gottill5.com. And you can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes for this episode, and you can submit your application to be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life. And if today's episode inspired you or resonated with you, we would love to hear from you. All you have to do is leave a review in Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought about this episode and also to help us reach more podcasters just like you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.